We came to Portobello first from Doddingston, coming down there, never having been that way before, and was just hit by how lovely the villas were and that we still had retained a settered street. Settered streets were part or are part of Edinburgh's historical environment, and I felt it was important that Portobello retained this link for this particularly fine area of Portobello. Yes, but one associates the sets with sections of Edinburgh way up in the centre of town. Mm-hmm. We're a long way from that. Well, we are. But I would argue that the Baxter development, especially in the Portobello Conservation Area, is as fine and as good as some of the streets in the new town, where there are set streets. We, as a society, as uh, taxpayers in Edinburgh, are willing to pay for retaining that architectural heritage in the new town. So why shouldn't we in Portobello? Were you surprised by the level of opposition? Because there was quite suddenly voracious opposition to the plan, with people looking for it to be replaced by asphalt. The original consultation carried out by the Community Council showed that there was a slight majority in favour of asphalt However, the council had asked the community council to establish whether there was a strong opposition to sets, and in their survey, only 42% of residents were against the but sets. But the council didn't seem to be able to make up its mind, because it said one thing and then it changed its mind. It depends what you mean by the council. The officers had come forward with a policy and were always uh, supportive of retaining setted streets. What we had was, in 2014, the decision to go ahead with Setter's replacement in Brighton Place. However, at the beginning of 2016, the convener of the then Transport Committee, for whatever reason, decided to go with an asphalt. However, recently we found out that that decision was fairly quickly rescinded. The council then went for a consultation on its new revised policy. So when the campaign started, I was rather taken, because this had been an issue that had been live in Portobello for four years or so, it did seem a little, well, not necessarily late. I mean, I wouldn't stop anybody campaigning for what they actually believe in. I myself have done so. And you remember starting with the campaign against the superstore over 10 years ago. So, yes, by all means, campaign strongly for what you believe in. But I felt that the campaign at that time, why hadn't they engaged earlier? And the strong feeling came out through social media. Now, that isn't always the best way of judging the intent of a population of of residents. I mean, look at the way that social media perhaps has influenced Brexit. Conflict being promoted rather than actually working together. And I, sorry, I, I, I mm. think part of the reason was when people suddenly realised that Brighton Place was going to be closed for over a year. Mm-hmm. I think that may have actually been the thing that put the impetus behind it. I think that always the 60 weeks was a overestimate and the council was being cautious, mainly because I think that they got their fingers burnt, if you remember, about the replacement of the Seafield roundabout So they did want to be careful about the kind of estimate that they gave. And I think what's been shown by this first phase 
is that their estimate for completion is maybe, as I say, overcautious, and I don't think it will take, you know, a year. But I've still spoken to a number of traders who are mm. seriously worried. One thing that was always a little disingenuous about the campaign was that it was almost presented that asphalt would not result in the road being closed. Yet it would, for several months. Now, I agree that the sets is going to be longer. But one of the things is that the shopping patterns that people have, if you're going to be disturbed for four months, you are going to establish new ways of, of shopping. And what I was very keen about was to ensure it was as easy as possible for people to maintain coming into Portobello High Street. Say, for instance, at the community council meeting in May 2018, I'd suggested when Lothian buses were there that they divert routes to Eastfield, either the 49 or 21. And indeed, that, that is what happened. So whilst people at that meeting were still shouting their opposition, I was trying to work with the council, with the buses, to minimise the impact on the ordinary shopper. But I also know a couple of people who live to the south of the bridge. To some extent, they are the people who are worst affected because it's their buses that won't come down Brighton Place. Well, certainly he's no longer shopping in Portobello. Right. Because he jumps in, now jumps into his car mm -hmm. and drives to Morrison's. As he, mm -hmm. he can't walk that easily, yeah. so he can't walk yeah. the distance to Portobello. One of the things that the, the council came forward with was that they're offering um, like a taxi pickup service mm. for people with shoppers. Now, it may be that people don't like to ask for that. They prefer to be independent, and I can fully understand that. But trying to encourage the council to make it as easy as possible for people to come back into Portobello and continue their shopping... And that's shopping on the high street, as you say, Williamson's, Finlay's. It's trying to encourage the council to promote Portobello more. And I believe there's been radio advertising, there's been banners around lampposts, which I'm not sure how effective those are. So I'm hoping that through the liaison meeting with the council, we can encourage greater promotion of Portobello and what Portobello has.